0: How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemy say, I prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, because he has dealt bountifully with me. Morning, everybody. Um, so this morning's psalm is kind of uh, like the opposite of the weather, really, isn't it? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a lament, isn't it? Um, you, can, you can feel uh, the pain that David must have been feeling uh, in, in the words of the verses, um, and I thought we would uh, we would look at this psalm this morning together um, uh, to teach us two things. Um, firstly, uh, what lamenting is. Uh, and secondly, how should we actually do it? Um, I don't think those are things that we maybe talk about a lot and this psalm really speaks into those things. Um, so I'm praying that it is helpful for, for all of us as we look at it. Um, I think in... In the past, um, when I've been maybe going to visit people who have been going through hard times, and uh, I'm sort of scratching around for something to say uh, say to them when they're going through difficulties, um, I-, I might often try and come up with something encouraging or helpful to say, and uh, may- maybe just sort of try and get to like, oh, like remember God is good, uh, which is which is totally true, isn't it? That's a a great thing to to remember. Um, but, but I can sometimes see in people's eyes uh, as they sort of politely nod back at me. Um, yeah, I know, I know that. But, but it doesn't really feel like that right now. I, I know God is good. I don't, I don't actually doubt that God is good. But in this distress, I, I kind of need a bit, a bit more than that, maybe. And I've, I've left those conversations praying sort of the same thing that there must be more Lord more I can say or what does it what does it actually mean um, when Paul writes in Romans 12 to weep with those who weep how how can I do that um, how can how can we all do that well so first of all I think we need to understand what what lamenting is and maybe what it what it isn't Lamenting is a, is a strange word, um, but, but it means to sort of express sorrow or grief uh, in, in a passionate way. And you can certainly see David doing that this morning in, in our psalm, can't you? But biblical lamenting is, is something else. It, it, it's, it's, it's more than just that. Because only, only a Christian can lament, uh, the world can, can cry and be sorrowful and full of passion about that. But, but only the Christian laments. L- lamenting is not the same as, as crying or sorrow. It's uniquely Christian. And it's uniquely Christian because it is directed to God. And if you aren't a, a Christian here this morning, um, I can assure you, that everybody here is struggling in some way or another. We are, we're not a group of, of sorted people. And I imagine you probably struggle too. But we're going to see in this psalm how the Bible shapes us and gives us a perspective on our own mess and the mess of those around us. And that perspective can be yours too. You know, Jesus came to earth to give us hope in sorrow, to give us a future that as he, as he dies on the cross, taking on our sin, we are freed from sin's curse. Because that, that's the key to lamenting, really. It's coming to a, a heavenly perspective that we have been saved, that there is, is a future free from suffering, from lament in heaven. And not just that, the Bible has something to say to us right now, right here in our distress. So if you aren't a Christian, do listen and think about what Jesus is offering. Only a Christian can truly lament. Because we look to, to God in suffering, who actually has the power uh, not just to change our current circumstances, but our whole eternity. So lamenting is, is to God. It's speaking to God about the sorrow in our hearts. And to put that another way, that's prayer, isn't it? Lamenting is a form of prayer. That's why only the Christian laments. And it's worth pausing here to reflect on that, because lamenting isn't just feeling down it isn't crying into your pillow each night it isn't wallowing in a feeling of desperation lamenting is praying lamenting is is crying out honestly to god in prayer expressing grief and sorrow passionately to god Now, that may not be a shock, or it may be a shock to you, but it does leave us with a question that although we are praying to God and crying out to Him, how do we actually do it? And this brings us to our sort of first two steps in answering how to lament. The first two things uh, are coming to God, and second, bringing your questions. And obviously, we're going to start at step one. But that, I think, is the hardest step, perhaps. Actually getting into conversation with God. Because I think if I'm honest, and if you're probably honest with yourself, uh, when I have felt at some of my lowest ebbs, I, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to speak to God. And I think if I delve into why... Often it's because I actually just want to feel sorrow. I'm, I'm, I've trapped myself in a sort of cycle of self-pity. Part of me desperately wants it to end. But I'm, I'm just gripped by another part of me that actually just doesn't want anything to change. I actually I want to stay feeling angry. I want to stay feeling sad. I want to stay feeling heartbroken or lonely. And another thing that also stops me doing this first step is the feeling that the sorrow I'm feeling is my own fault. This is, this is a mess I've created. How, how can I cry out to God about it? Well, I guess in, in thinking about that, there's going to be no lamenting in heaven. Which means, in some way, all of our sorrow is, is a result of sin. Some, sometimes my own sin, sometimes other people's. Sometimes it's, it's just the fallen world we live in. And, and I guess often it's just a combination of all of those things, isn't it? But that can't stop me coming to God. It, it's interesting that although we don't know when David wrote this psalm, what we do know about David is, he didn't always make the best decisions. He's, he was flawed quite spectacularly in some ways. He often found himself in situations be, directly because of his own sinfulness. But that still doesn't stop him crying out to God. And I don't think it should stop us either. Not coming to God and just feeling sad like this that's, that's crying like the world, isn't it? It's, it's not lamenting. Lamenting, I guess, sounds easy. Coming to God and asking questions. But you don't need me standing here telling you that in the moment, coming to God in the mix of powerful, uncontrollable, overwhelming emotions is a monumentally difficult thing to do. But I guess it's just something that we have to train ourselves to be better at. So I want to stress this first step in lamenting, the step to start speaking to God. Don't underestimate it. That's a really, really difficult step. Expect it to be difficult and ask for help in the midst of that difficulty but don't cry like the world come to God and lament but don't come uh, thinking about what God wants you to be like you've just got to come in your mess and I really mean all of your mess all the dirt anger sorrow grief God knows all that anyway doesn't he I can't hide those feelings from him. He sees them all. He sees my heart in ways I cannot even see my own heart. So be honest and come to God. We see David both come to God and bring questions in verses one and two. Read what they say How long, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? How long, O Lord, how long do I have to endure this situation, this pain? Verse 2 literally seems to mean... uh, How long, O Lord, am I going to be trapped in my own thoughts, by my own sorrow all the day? I'm sure it's something that might resonate with you. You've ever just felt trapped by your situation, trapped in in your own head. How long will my enemy be exalted over me? I mean, maybe we don't have an enemy like David, But sin and brokenness can just often feel exalted above us, can't they? I wonder if often the enemy exalted above me is actually just my own sin trapping me in these endless cycles of sorrow. And David comes with questions. Uh, He he even demands. But his, his heart outpouring it's not a sinful explosion of anger and we don't want to fall into that trap our lamenting shouldn't be like that either you see what David is doing here is it's humble but it's honest it's a raw reaction to the pain and sorrow that he's feeling and, and that's really the model we have to follow too it doesn't stop us asking God difficult questions it doesn't stop us speaking to him about how we actually feel but we need to do that in a way that we understand who it is that we are talking to and the next thing David does is ask God for help in verses three and four which is our step three asking for help Read what it says. Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say, I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. Light up my eyes, he asks. Uh, Let me see the reasons, Lord. How long will this go on for? Help me see. Answer me, Lord. Give me your insight so that I can be comforted, lest my enemies prevail against me. So how do we, how do we take these first three steps and apply them? Like, how might you and I lament? Well, maybe, maybe it looks A bit like this lord how long will my depression last lord how long will i have to face crippling anxiety and panic attacks how long will i have to feel the heartache of losing someone i love how long will i loathe myself how long will I have to battle this sin that is just crushing me? How long, Lord, will you not look on me? Lord, help me see. Help me see you. Help me, give, give me your perspective. Lord, answer me. I can't cope with the weight of my sorrow the uncertainty of my grief, the grip of darkness that is choking me. Lord, help me. It's defeating me, Lord. Help me, El- else-, else it will overrun me. I think that's, that's what lamenting looks like. That's what David is doing here. He's, he's coming to God He's bringing his questions, his complaints and he's asking God, help me. But the final step that David uh, teaches us is, is deciding to trust. This is where all paths of lamenting should eventually lead. But one thing I want to be clear about is we have to remember that the journey of lamenting is just really important. You see, jumping straight in at step four without going through the process of lamenting could leave you feeling hollow, unsatisfied, maybe like God just doesn't care about your problems or struggles. It, it, could, it could leave you uh, ridden with a guilt because of how you actually genuinely feel inside because you've just sort of bypassed your feelings that's why the journey is, is so important it's, it's essential even you've got to be honest with God about how you feel you know maybe about how you feel he has abandoned you how he's turned his face from you, you you've got to pour all that out to God that's what David does but once you have done that and the spirit is working in your heart, I think then deciding to trust is fulfilling, it's meaningful, and it's ultimately heart-changing. You see, there, I guess there are a number of places in the Bible where, where God chooses to act. And, and we often see this through the words in the Bible, but the Lord so something happens, but the Lord, and then something else happens. So just as three quick examples, in, in Genesis 39, is J- thrown into prison. Um, it reads, Joseph was there in prison, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love. Or Isaiah 60, where the Lord says to his people, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you. Or, lastly, 2 Thessalonians, where Paul writes, pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men. For not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. But the Lord, bad things are happening, but the Lord and i think that is what david is doing in verses five and six but but he's actually calling on his own responsibility in in that promised covenant that he has with god you read verses five and six but i have trusted in your steadfast love my heart shall rejoice in your salvation i will sing to the lord because he has dealt bountifully with me He pours out his heart to God. He asks honest questions. He pleads for help. And in his sorrow with the spirit working, he prays, but I. And that is the question in our distress. But what are you going to do? But where are you going to turn? But who can save you? from your distress but i am going to trust the lord and you you all know why when you're crying out to god you already know jesus cried out to him too you you know that that ultimately this psalm is spoken by jesus you know at the cross he cries father why have you forsaken me you already know he did that for you You know that because of the cross in your own distress, you can cry out to God sure and certain that he hears because he's already heard you at the cross. Because at the cross he did deal with you bountifully. You can rejoice in your salvation no matter how you feel because nothing can take that away from you. As you cry, you you know the Lord has a steadfast love that you cannot comprehend. He loves you with a love that is deeper than the love you have for yourself. But the one thing I've really felt as I prepared this psalm is just jumping straight in here at step four. It just might leave you cold and frustrated and maybe slightly confused. We live in this time between cross and heaven and it's, it's just going to be difficult. In order to have a deeper relationship with God, we have to be competent lamenters. It, it should just be a skill we use repeatedly. And I really, I really don't think I am. I think I'm just, I'm a complete novice at this. And I should be going through this process uh, all the time. You know, that often there are, no, there are no easy answers There are no simple resolutions. Often lamenting uh, may make no difference to my situation. My depression or anxiety may not disappear. My grief still painful. My sin still overbearing. But I have to learn I'm coming to God completely broken. What I want is a process that, that fixes me. You know, I, I do this, God. I lament like this. And then, and then you just make it better. But that's, that's not just not what God wants, is it? Because God wants you, broken you, in all your mess. He wants to love and care for you and, and ultimately fix you uh, in heaven but right now, he just wants a relationship with you. He wants me to pour out myself to him again and again and again. Uh, and in that process, he will teach me things, wonderful things. And I, and I have to trust him, don't I? I have to trust that going through this lamenting process again and again is somehow going to be good for me and that I should keep doing it Time and time again. So don't forget this process. I mean, ask yourself, have you, have you ever actually lamented? In a broken world, we have to be great lamenters. Maybe, maybe go home and, and write a lament out. If you don't know uh, what to say, just start with David's words here. How long, O Lord? Once you started that sentence, just whatever comes out of your heart, anything and everything, do it humbly and do it honestly. Cry to God for help. Remember that, finally, that help will come. You know, Maybe maybe not soon. Maybe you go back and, and lament even more. And maybe your circumstances don't change. And, and perhaps uh, on this world, they, they never will. But, but God does hear you, doesn't he? Because, because someday, you'll stand in front of Jesus face to face. He, he's going to wipe away all your tears and he's going to say to you cry no more good and faithful servant until that day even in the midst of great despair and sorrow you can still rejoice in that because that's true you can rejoice in that salvation because it's already yours let's pray Lord We need to be better lamenters. Help us, uh, we pray, to pray to you like David does here in Psalm 13, Lord. Help that to be a, a shape of how we combat the sorrow and suffering that we face. Lord, we want to be better at doing this, but we pray that you help us and quicken us, Lord, to come to you, to pour ourselves out honestly, Lord. Lord, we pray that we would be honest with you, that we can find that humble humility that we need, but that we can be safe in the knowledge of your salvation, that we can pour out all of our feelings to you, every one of them, knowing that you care about us, knowing that uh, you want a relationship with us, even in our brokenness, Lord. Lord, help us do this regularly. Help us do it well. And I pray that as a church family, we might point each other to this and that it might be helpful for us as we face the difficulties that we will face in life. But Lord, help us do that in a godly way, um, loving and praising you. In your name we pray. Amen.